0: hello and welcome to our mini episode we hope you've had a really good week we have been really getting into the halloween mood this year for the podcast we absolutely have we're preparing lots of halloween content for you Ooh, i can't wait so today i have a topic that i think fits very well for halloween are you ready to play our comments guessing game i absolutely am okay let's go straight to the comments so the first comment is There are just 42 comments on what could be the most important news story ever. Yet 10,000 comments of hate for a royal couple
1: says a lot about us. Oh, the most important story ever. I mean, that could, I don't know. Have they worked out how to turn water into wine? I, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Um, I'm going to need more. Okay, this
0: is the second comment. If it's true, I hope the first thing they do is wipe
1: out capitalism. Oh, I don't know who could, who would manage that even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, Good luck. I, you know, I don't know. Are we going to have a new world emperor or something? I don't... <laughs> I'm going to need okay. more.
0: Do you need a third comment? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they only speak English. That's
1: why they only ever visit the USA. Oh, this is starting to sound like visitors, as they call them yeah are we, am i on the right lines yeah you are but i, I have to read this fourth Please comment. It's killing me
0: the government could be forced to disclose if they have visited earth under new legislation and then the commentator said could and if are doing some really heavy lifting here <laughs>
1: <laughs> no that is a good comment they've got like yeah i could they might but i could have just made this up um uh Aliens has to be aliens, Yes. Right? I've you're heard right. something around. There's been more uh, sort of subtle announcements that yeah, there might be evidence for it or something. Exactly, and that's
0: kind of why I wanted to do this episode because I've been sort of in the background of us making our show and talking about celebrities. I have noticed that maybe aliens have visited Earth. That's quite a big news story.
1: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> we're kind of like we're too busy. Yeah, I think. You know what would make it a big news story if they genuinely openly visited with a delegation and there was like a photo shoot? Then I think people would be like, okay, this is a big story. Wouldn't it just solve like 70
0: years or whatever, how long it's been of like, you know, suspicion and speculation? So yes, I'm talking about aliens. And as a bit of background, there's been a lot of talk about aliens recently. And this is due to a few stories. In July this year, a respected former US intelligence officer named David Grush testified to Congress that he gathered accounts and documents from insiders of alleged alien spacecraft and recovery of non-human biological material from UFO crash sites and that there have been government cover-ups, though he has no physical evidence and says it's all classified. Senior intelligence officials vouch for Grush's story and says he's a credible and honest person. And even Australian journalist Ross Coltheart came forward and said, This is either the biggest story in history or a cluster of senior intelligence operatives have all developed a serious mental illness. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, we just all developed it at the same time. (laughs) So let's start with Sarah. This seems like a very credible person testifying in Congress. So it does give it some gravity.
1: Absolutely, because there's a really big difference, like you said, between um, these stories coming out from military people who are in the Navy, Air Force, and have all that military tech experience. And, And, you know, they're some of the best trained observers on Earth, but that's very different to when you have um you know a drifter who said that they've been taken up on a ship and experimented on that they're two very different um credibility levels exactly but even now I've heard these rumors but it hasn't been a big big story I mean I, I vaguely remember as well something in the news about Barack Obama answering a question where yes. someone said have there been aliens he's like yeah probably or something and yeah. even that it made some news but people like okay Well, Mm. I I think we want them standing right in front of us, um, (laughs) War of the World style, before we believe it.
0: Yeah, and in fact, what was interesting is that it did make its way to mainstream news. Like the Financial Times wrote a huge article about it, and I think it was their most commented article, you know. I Mm. think people were like, wow, it's been giving some sort of legitimacy. But um, someone wrote in the comments, I have just retired from the UK Armed Forces. I was responsible for filing UFO reports. The vast majority came from people who were drunk, on drugs or had personalities which led them to interpret the mundane as extraordinary. There was a brief period, however, where I received a flurry of reports from sober members of the public who were all describing the same thing. Given subsequent information, I'm reasonably certain that they had all cited an experimental US aircraft. And um, finally, when I did a little bit of research... The UK did actually have uh, an official UFO sightings department or office for about 50 years and it shut down in 2009. And when they say an office, it was just one person. So maybe it was this person that commented it was a UFO officer. I mean, what a job title.
1: Exactly. That has to be. I mean, can you imagine? That's your specialism. It's maybe a bit of a lonely job, though. Yeah, yeah, and also you, you must be dealing with a range of very different people. Some people credible, some people who are obviously going through a tough time, or they were very drunk, or who are insisting, or who are conspiracy theorists. I don't know. Like, so you can imagine they get a lot of aggro as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So why we're seeing quite a lot of this is the US government is now officially investigating UFOs with a dedicated office at the Pentagon, as mainstream news organisations now take the topic more seriously. NASA has set up a panel of experts to figure out how they can help look for UFOs. And although they haven't found any evidence of aliens yet, they are discussing ways to search for them. So Sarah, big question, do you believe in aliens?
1: You know what? I I do. <laughs> I mean, based on the fact that it's such a big universe to assume that we're the only living planet is yeah. It, it seems logically unlikely. That said, even if you just had um, some kind of small organism on another planet, that would technically be an alien. So yeah. Mm. Although I I probably do believe in in the more sentient ones as well. Yeah, I do. How about you? I'm the same as you. I think how can there not be when you look at
0: the enormity of the galaxy? It's just so there's got to be life form out there. I really do believe there is something out there. But I think the thing is, is and I was thinking about this, is that a lot of people like make fun of this topic and it's easy to lean into jokes and making satire around it and mocking the people. And actually there was this comment on YouTube um, to the testimony of David Grush in Congress. um, And they said, I get upset when someone claims that an observant curious person is a conspiracy theorist. It shows an arrogance that's condescending This is a genuine thing and needs to be treated as such. And that's what I want to say to you
1: is that why are we so ready to be sceptical about these stories? To me, it goes into another topic that's often quite taboo, which is religion, right? So, Mm. you know, you can't actually prove or disprove a higher power um, because it's not within empirical sort of evidence. So I, I don't have a problem with people believing it or not believing in it. Essentially, it's each person's choice. So Even just saying, I believe that there could be aliens, I believe there probably are, doesn't necessarily mean that you subscribe to a full-blown conspiracy theory. And even if you do, what does it matter? I mean, would I be surprised that the government have hidden things for decades? No. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they have hidden a lot of things over the years. This could very well be one of them, and they just want to stop mass hysteria, or they wanted to investigate first, you know, I don't know, all these things. Am I super super attached to the story? Not really. I'm not going to give up my job and go running around looking for sightings. I don't have a problem if if you if you do, but like, you know, I don't see why it's wrong to think that. Yeah. And when I really looked
0: online um, at the reactions, especially like the alien dedicated forums on Reddit, I think a lot of people are really disappointed at the kind of apathy humans Mm. have. But someone said, well, look, when you look at like the cost of living crisis, (laughs) climate Mm. change, you know, someone said it's a luxury problem to think about. Do you (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah.
1: You know what I also think? I think people want topics like this, like witchcraft, like magic to actually be movie star, exciting fan fantasy we grew up with yeah. independence day i grew up watching yeah. star trek we want it to be that level of exciting you know all the alien movies are like war of the worlds they just turn up and start attacking us that yeah. would be an exciting story i suppose maybe finding a few remains or having seen a few things people are like oh well this isn't exciting so i'm not going to i'm not going to i'm not going to buy into it although reality usually is a bit more mundane than the movies.
0: I do remember a really good friend years ago texting me saying, oh, I wish there was an alien invasion today so I didn't have to go to this meeting. <laughs>
1: it's a Because I think
0: there is that feeling of like, yeah. I would rather be like there was a huge threat to Earth and we were all united than face this. Yeah. One of the comments I cut, Sarah, because I thought it was too rude, was like it said, why would aliens travel millions and billions of miles just to aimly probe some hillbillies?
1: <laughs> yeah, i It's interesting how those stories about anal probing and things like that, those ones I'm less inclined to believe. And there are other explanations that could make sense for someone having a traumatic experience and concocting a a story that makes it easier to come to terms with. Yeah you know there were, there's a whole spectrum of like beliefs around around aliens it's also you know what i find really interesting is um in all the alien movies like the invasion movies our first thought is that these these beings that have developed enough technology and advancement to be able to travel interstellarly the first thought that they want to do is come and attack us and steal all our resources and i think actually yeah. that says more about human Doesn't psychology it? Are they actually going to be like us? And the first thing they want to do is conquer other worlds. Uh, maybe they just want to say hi or just they're just like, no, I'm just going to keep going. But do you remember when
0: one, you know, like we, all, we started off um, straight to the comments laughing because we secretly read the National Enquirer. Yeah, there was one that was a, just a step worse than that one. And it always had aliens on the front like aliens have crashed into the moon. And like really bad pictures. I think it was, was it like the World Inquirer? It was like, it seemed to be just about aliens all the time. I have to find a picture of it and share it on Instagram.
1: I guess as well, it's like with anything else. These big stories, these crazy stories, they're such a nice distraction from the mundane problems that we face every day. Mm -hmm. Like your friend who wanted an alien invasion, it's much more exciting, it's much more distracting than having to deal with the day-to-day problems that are just unrelenting, it seems sometimes. So I can see the appeal. I have to say I'm a big um, Star Trek fan, not the original one, the um, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. A lot of these kind of shows use aliens and these different races of beings. It's a great allegory for racism, for how we deal with the outsider, for all those things. So you can look at it as well on that kind of uh, metaphor level. And I think it's fascinating. I think by its nature, anything that's called
0: classified is so alluring, isn't it? And I think it's Absolutely. going to keep us intrigued for many decades
1: to come. Definitely. I'm sure this isn't the last that we've heard of it. So today's question comes from Lara in Cape Town. And she's asked us actually about the fallout with uh, Sounds Like a Cult podcast. So, yes, it's a very successful podcast. It started in 2020. It's a podcast about the modern day cults that we all follow. The hosts are Amanda Montel and Issa Medina. And um, they've recorded episodes on the cult-like qualities of such things as multi-level marketing, fraternities and sororities and mega churches. If you haven't listened, they've developed a set of catchphrases, including a ranking of cult-like groups from the more benign live your life level to the concerning watch your back level, all the way to the get the fuck out level. But this story, it's sort of recently exploded. Um, It's really taken off on Reddit. They've actually just parted ways and two months ago it came out that Amanda Montell was suing her co-host for damages of at least $500,000. Arguing that her behavior effectively destroyed the Sounds Like a Cult podcast and caused a substantial loss of value to the company and its future income stream. But very recently, she's just dropped her lawsuit and uh, retracted the claims of abuse or misconduct Mm. um, that occurred during their partnership. So there was obviously some sort of Mm. quiet settlement. I don't know. But the Reddit comments, you know, people really got into Mm. the story. And I'm actually, I know that you have followed this, Lisa. So for example, there was a comment that said, now this wasn't on my 2023 bingo card. Mm. And another. I'm surprised we don't see more stuff like this, call her daddy, etc. A lot of these celeb gossip style podcasts are created clearly as a business venture rather than any kind of real passion for the subject or friendship, and that's a fast track to hosts wanting to manage the business differently. I'm surprised there's not more lawsuits in general too. So what do you think of this whole story? I mean, I I think you've been following it, right? I just think firstly, it's so American to go into litigation. Yeah. Like litigating...
0: I don't know. I, I mean, I the thing is, right, I do love this podcast and I love their energy. For me, they're like really bubbly American or Los Angeles ladies and they really know their shit and what they're talking about. Mm. But what really made me sad is that I thought they were genuinely good friends and wasn't until I saw on Reddit that they were just met each other and they kind of set up a business venture to do Mm. the podcast and they both bring something to it but there is that sort of like and and they even mentioned it recently on the episode they did where they said america is so hustle hustle culture like you've always got to hustle and they mentioned like scandinavian countries have it more easy well like hello i'm in norway we still have to hustle But they're saying because they have such a hard culture they they kind of like everything they do has to be monetized all the time Mm. and i mean yeah, we're not there yet. But it was it was quite sad to see this because you're seeing these big podcasts, you know, start off like as just two friends and it's going well, maybe they get sponsorship and then it just gets, they go to another level like and start bickering. But I do know one thing from the show that I, I personally really like Amanda, she's the more of the researcher in the relationship. And Isa, I sometimes feel like she's trying to make like, I don't know, I sometimes feel like she's trying to undermine Amanda by making her try to make everything funny all the time. And it's too much, like even really inappropriate things. And then I think that really the thing that kicked off, and I don't know if you're going to mention it, was that she like really kicked off on social media Mm. at the people on her own Instagram account saying, you guys, you don't listen to our ads, you don't do this, you don't do that, and really scolding them. Yeah, we do this because, you know, and this is free content for you and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And I think there is this entitlement, yeah. like they're doing it and they've got to monetize it and then they've got people breathing down their necks. So it's a cautionary tale
1: really. Well, like you say, no one owes you an audience. You know, when you're putting a lot of work into it, you're, and I would say, well, we've both spoken about this to each other. When, but when we started, we not done a podcast before we didn't know how much work was involved and it's a lot more than maybe I anticipated but I love it um we both love it but it's a lot of work but I can understand maybe if you're tired you've done all that work and you're feeling like you know why am I not having the success that I want or all that stuff but you're not owed success in life that's the problem you can't be shouting at people because they're not listening to you the way you wanted them to and they're not watching your adverts no. that give you money no one owes you that no I think that's slightly problematic in the way that that was presented and probably where they got a lot of backlash from. Mm -hmm. But it's also, for me, a little bit sad to see two women building a brand, building a business and falling apart because they couldn't get on or that's the way it's being presented because it, it feeds into that idea of, oh, women are so bitchy. They just can't, they can't get yeah. on and it it always falls apart, you know, in that way. And it, it's like, well, you know, men can do the same. I think you hit on a really important point where you were saying that you'd heard that um, they actually set this up as a business venture. They weren't existing friends. yeah So, um, you know, touch wood. uh We were friends first and the podcast came second. And I think it's really important when you set any kind of thing up, you know, they although they do say don't start a business with a friend sometimes um, (laughs) or family, but um, it can also be the best thing because you've got that support system and that openness to talk about everything. It's like any relationship, you've got to work on it, right?
0: Yeah. And I mean, it was really a mic drop on Reddit when someone said that Amanda is suing her. For five hundred thousand pounds. I mean, I didn't even know the podcast was worth that much. I mean, seriously, I was like, "What are we doing wrong? We get zero money." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're you not can complaining. Have my cat. That's it. That's <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm like, what are you gonna? And I was like, where are they gonna squeeze five hundred thousand pounds out of each other? They look like they're about twenty-seven each yeah. of them. Not, I don't know if they got generational wealth, but the point is, is that it, it's it's like you said, it's it's sad to see two women who in the sort of podcast world were killing it i think they were even at the podcast festival earlier this year oh. and the weird thing is is that this week they announced on the podcast because i listened to it that they were going to do separate episodes so that's how they're getting maybe that was part of the settlement so isa will lead one episode and then amanda will lead the other episode which really makes the whole point of it a bit strange because they kind of jam off each well they kind of flow off each other
1: yeah i would say like the podcast are like has an interaction between people It's also not that surprising. This has to happen a lot in the creative industries, right?
0: I mean, the Spice Girls. Yeah. I I was really actually so upset when the Spice Girls broke up. I mean, I forget they were only together like two or three years. It felt like they were together a decade, but they weren't.
1: Yeah. And things like, I know they've had huge things like Take That... What was that Harry Styles, the one that they were in? Um, Oh, One Direction. Yeah. You know, it really upsets people. But it's not a surprise you hear about these kind of big bands. Uh they start off from nothing and it's easy to get on, but you've got it becomes once you're huge, there's so much there's business stuff, there's I reckon there must
0: be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like anything creative, right? I remember being at school and I was doing this drawing, and there was a substitute art teacher who came in and tried to like correct how I should be drawing a tree, and she literally drew on my painting without asking, and I was so upset. And it's that kind of thing when you're doing something creative; they're like your baby. You're very invested in how on, in the vision that you have. Whenever you've got a partner, there has to be compromise, but they're also, I suppose, if you've got very, very different visions, it's not going to work. And it sounded like, as it went on, that they had very different visions of what they wanted. Well, and this is something that was interesting is that I thought
0: Sounds Like a Cult was like a society sort of news podcast. It's actually categorized as comedy. And that was one of the things that people commented on is that they didn't want it to have a punchline every three
1: mm. minutes. You know, what is it, every three beats, you know? Yeah. Especially if it's a forced punchline and it doesn't just come naturally from, from the flow. Yeah. And if you're talking about quite serious topics, like some cult-based stuff is very serious, you know. But that's the thing is you could poll 100 people and you'd have some people who want more comedy and some people who want absolutely none. It's really hard to please everyone. Um, it is. Well, look, um,
0: I hope it'd be interesting to listen to them separately and how it goes forward. But forget the fallout. We want to give them a big plug and say, go and listen to them. We really, like you said, Sarah, I really recommend the multi-level marketing one, which was so insightful about Mm. how these schemes like prey on people. So, yeah, Mm. still a highly recommended listen. So, Sarah, we've taught aliens and cults today we have indeed well, how can we end it we have to end it with a crazy celebrity prediction of the week what's yours
1: so my crazy celebrity prediction of the week is that rihanna announces that she's immediately pregnant again um but this time it's with twins oh boy but she's not got another super bowl to do it at <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe the oscars yeah
0: okay so what's yours Tom Cruise opens a theme park called Mission Impossible. You can go into the Danger Zone, which is basically a roller coaster that tries to recruit you into Scientology.
1: (laughs) That sounds like the scariest roller coaster that could ever exist. You're not allowed to leave until you sign up. (laughs) And actually, I realised, wasn't that all based on aliens? Scientology. Yes, it is. Thetans, I think. I think. Hmm. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And please remember to rate us on Spotify and hopefully with five stars, give us an Apple review. We would absolutely love that because it helps other people find the show and we just want to grow our tribe. Yeah, it really does help. And um, you can also follow us over on Instagram.
0: Our handle is s 2 podcast, and send us your questions for our next
1: mini. See you soon. See you soon. This podcast has been produced by Emily Crosby Media.